You're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm Josh Barker, and this is The Policy Corner. Today, we're going to take a look at H.R. 7120, the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. This act was introduced by Democrat Representative Karen Bass of California and passed the House of Representatives back in the summer. It has been sitting in the Senate for a while, waiting consideration since late June. The bill is a large and comprehensive package that contains 58 sections. Here are several notable provisions. The bill would end qualified immunity for civil suits. The bill forbids officers from using the defense that, quote, the defendant was acting in good faith or that the defendant believed, reasonably or otherwise, that his or her conduct was lawful at the time when the conduct was committed. The bill allows for state attorney generals to collect data on excessive force by law enforcement. The bill would authorize $750 million in grant money to be given to states who implement independent review boards or independent prosecutors for instances of alleged excessive force. The bill would authorize the Attorney General to create uniform standards for police accreditation, including standards for use of force policies, traffic stop and search procedures, data collection and transparency, and more. The federal government can make grant money dependent upon this accreditation. It would also establish a national task force on law enforcement oversight. The bill would establish a national police misconduct registry that would include complaints against an officer regardless of their status, even if the officer was exonerated or the complaint is pending review. The registry would also include discipline and termination records, as well as all records of lawsuits against officers. The bill would also make racial profiling against federal law. It would allow the Attorney General to establish racial bias training for officers, which would be mandatory for all federal agents. The bill would ban no-knock warrants for drug cases. Finally, it would require all federal agents to wear body cams and make that footage available to any person in the footage or their relatives or legal counsel for at least six months after the incident. Florida Representative Debbie Wasserman Schultz argues that the bill's bold action is necessary. Let's outlaw racial profiling, qualified immunity for rights-violating police, and dangerous no-knock warrants. This bill targets bad actors and practices Half measures are not acceptable, not when men and women are killed because of their skin color. Let's seize this moment to dismantle the centuries of institutional racism embedded in our justice system. Representative Ben Klein of Virginia believes the bill is bad policy and ignores some of the real problems. The majority is pushing a bill through the House that cannot be signed into law and that will, in fact, impede the ability of good police officers to do their jobs effectively and further allow bad cops to hide behind police union collective bargaining agreements. During the markup of this legislation, my colleagues and I offered a dozen reasonable amendments in an effort to improve this bill. My amendment to ensure collective bargaining agreements do not protect racist and violence officers was rejected by Democrats at the markup. Representative Greg Stubbe of Florida argues that the bill is dangerous and makes enforcement of the law much more difficult. They call it the Justice in Policing Act, but this legislation would not achieve justice for anyone. Instead, it would promote anarchy and put our law enforcement officers' lives at risk. It would end legal protection for our officers who actually follow their training and protocol. It would take essential weapons and protective equipment away from our police. In a time like today where law enforcement officers are ambushed and targeted just because of their profession, we're going to take away their ability to receive protective equipment, none of which has anything to do with George Floyd's death. How does this make any sense? I can tell you it doesn't make any sense to the mass majority of Americans who trust that someone will be there when they call 911. That's all for now. Thanks for tuning in to Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM.